the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is a Money Tuesday on 98.9 The Answer. Tuesday because we were off yesterday. Thanks to Josh Pick, our friend at Aptus Wealth Management, for allowing us to call him a day later than we typically do. And we will continue to speak with Josh every week as we help you prepare for retirement and managing your wealth. And I would highly recommend Josh and his firm, Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040. You can find them online at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. So, Josh, welcome to 2022. And when we hit the new year, there are always all kinds of projections about what's coming and what to expect, which I'm sure anticipation is a big part of what you do. Uh, CNBC, in a story that I noticed online, Hold 400 investment equity strategists, what they were expecting for the coming year or what they're worrying about for the coming year. Let's start with that. 50% plus, say, inflation. 30% say the Fed raising rates. I would think that if that many are worried about inflation, the Fed raising rates, isn't that a corrective measure? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that I think both of those are realistic challenges facing uh, facing us moving forward. The Fed... Uh, has you know kind of some magic bullets, and one of those magic bullets has been for the longest time being able to drop rates. Uh, and when you drop rates, you insert more money into the money supply. It helps the economy because, quite frankly, money's cheap, so yeah. companies can borrow. As inflation starts to become a problem, while simultaneously we have the lowest interest rates we've ever had in the history of the country, for the most part, uh, that magic bullet kind of goes away, and the exact opposite becomes true to slow inflation. You have to tighten money supply to build the value of the dollar back up, which means raise interest rates, which typically has a negative impact on the market. So I think we could be facing a, a, a difficult year. It doesn't mean that certain stocks aren't going to do very well. But uh, obviously, uh, if you were in, in business for yourself, having a tailwind is a heck of a lot easier than having a headwind. And I think we're potentially heading into a headwind for businesses in 2022. Yeah, that's uh, what a lot of these uh, strategists believe as well. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, if you'd like to get a hold of Josh and his team, a free consultation, no obligation at all, but you do get a $25 gift card to patronize a local restaurant. That'll help you help the local economy thrive, and you'll have a nice night out. But the most important thing is you'll learn more about how to manage your wealth, how to grow your wealth, for retirement, Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040. And Josh also hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show here on The Answer every Saturday at 4 p.m., another great way for you to get more insight into how to manage your money. These same people that were surveyed by CNBC, Josh, say that uh, their expectations for the market, more than half of them, 55% of them, think the market will rise less than 10%. Uh, 10% of those surveyed say it'll be flat. 18% say it'll rise 10 to 20%. So I guess, uh, what, that would be like one in five is is optimistic about what lies ahead. It is kind of funny when you see these polls, though. You know, 50% think it's going to go up, and the other 50% thinks it's not going to be good. So <laughs> go ahead and make your decisions accordingly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that always seems to be the case. But 
I think when we talk about the market, we're talking about typically the S&P 500. And the S&P 500 is the top 500 stocks, you know, essentially in the United States. But if you really boil down where the S&P 500 is, about half of those stocks are what we would call growth stocks, and the other half of those stocks would be considered value or dividend-paying stocks. And when you look moving forward, growth stocks have really led the charge. Think of the, you know, the Microsofts, the Teslas, the Amazon, the Apples of the world have really been dominant over the last couple of years, but really for about the last 10 years. And that cycle doesn't always hold true. When we enter into periods of uncertainty, think about 2000, 2001, 2002, where we had the dot-com bubble. Uh, value stocks did very, very well throughout that time period. If there's one thing we learned through COVID, people are willing to give up a lot, but they're not willing to give up toilet paper. So hmm. think about investing in companies that have some uh, stability in the face of, you know, turmoil in the economy. So I think, you know, if you're, if you're 25 years old, it doesn't matter to you near as much. Invest in, you know, aggressive things, ignore them, repeat, repeat. And when you pick your head up in 20 or 30, 40 years, you'll be very, very happy. If you're on the one yard line heading into retirement and volatility and the concern of, you know, what would happen if a year from now I was actually going to pull the ripcord and retire and my, my portfolio had pulled back 20% is concerning to you, then being a little bit more tactical or a little more tactful in the way that you invest in, in light of current conditions is probably a little bit more prudent. So what are we seeing? We're seeing things like a shift back to value-based investing. We're seeing a shift to investments that run counter to or, you know, benefit, let's say, from inflation. Uh, so, you know, a little predictive, definitely not uh, reinventing the wheel, but repositioning for a little bit more safety and stability for those nearing retirement. Josh Pick is our guest, Money Monday. We're doing it today on Tuesday because we were off yesterday, but Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management, 614-917-1040, 614-917-1040. Their web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. They're located in Lewis Center. And you can get a $25 gift card with a free consultation to learn more about your money and plan for your retirement. That is a decision that probably should be made uh, purposefully, definitely should be made purposefully. And Josh and his team can help you with that. And I think, Josh, when you're counseling people as they talk to you about, should I retire, should I not retire, is that, you know, inflation makes it such a challenging issue. Because I see here where the Penn, uh, at Wharton Business School at Pennsylvania University uh, in the Ivy League, says that households in 2022 will need to spend $3,500 more just to maintain their same lifestyle that they had previously. So somebody might look at their retirement nest egg and think, wow, I'm in really good shape, but the dollar figure may not be the actual dollar figure, and that, I guess, is the evil of inflation. And I think you know we've, we've kind of lost sight of that because for the last 20 or 25 years, we really haven't needed to deal with inflation. And those of us who were, you know, around back in the 80s clearly lived through it, but the 80s were 40 years ago. So, you know, are we really uh, remembering the fact that there was a time where the cost of things went up dramatically? Over the last 20 years or so, it's been about 2 or 2.5%. Now, the other interesting survey that I read was uh, about twice as many people as the previous 10 years uh, have been retiring on an annual basis over the last few years. You know, things that they're citing are obviously the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, the feeling of burnout from working at home, all the things that you could very easily uh, say. But what's interesting about that is the average age of retirement is being drawn down. And when you take uh, two elements, inflation 
and then the duration of your retirement, it becomes a more complicated math program. Because if you're if you're only retiring for five years, inflation isn't going to churn through near as much if we have a high inflationary market uh, over the next 30 years of retirement. So all this means, Bruce, is making sure you cross your T's and dot your I's, do projections, make sure you stress test accordingly, meaning the what ifs, right? What if inflation goes even higher? What if taxes change? What if, what if, what if? It's more important now than perhaps ever to address all those what ifs. So don't... Uh, don't hastily pull pull that ripcord and jump into retirement before you do those projections, and we're happy to help you with it. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what's so crucial now is because, obviously, we get, we get statements about the state of the economy. We get statements that are, uh, I'm sure, true, but they may not be uh, speak to the actual situation, and that's what uh, John helped with, is understanding, okay, here's what was said, but is that really always true? And is that true of you? Because everybody's retirement individually is what makes the difference. And you can find out more by contacting the Aptus Wealth Retirement Team at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040. Josh hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show every Saturday on The Answer at 4 p.m. What I mean by that, saying that the statements may not be actually uh, applicable to the person, is I saw last week a statement, and it's got a lot of attention, understandably so. The Biden administration put out a uh, statement that he had presided over, quote, the strongest first-year economic track record of any president in 50 years. Now, that's a really bold statement, and I'm sure there are numbers that can support that, but I'm sure there are also probably another set of numbers that might shine a little bit more light on that and might tell us whether that really is how it feels or how it should feel or what the reality is. So, what did you think when you saw that statement that the Biden administration's first year reflected, quote, the strongest first-year economic track record of any president in 50 years? Well, at this point, I'm certainly not picking on current administration. Uh, politics does seem to wordsmith things very appropriately, right? Yep. That would be like saying, uh, you know, I got a, a home equity line on my house, and I took all the money out and put it in my checking account, so I'm the most liquid I've ever been in my entire life. Uh that just because I borrowed from one side to make the other side look good doesn't mean that it made the overall economy or my overall economy more virile, right? It, yeah. it doesn't work that way. So did we have uh, a strong recovery in the way of the stock market over the last 12 months? Absolutely. Nobody can argue that. Uh, it was a heck of a run. Um, have companies thrived in, current, in the current market? Absolutely. Are there still people in the real economy, i.e., you know, the lower 25% of income earners that are struggling, and that struggle is getting even more significant because real wages are not keeping up with inflation. Uh, yes, is the threat of, you know, lack of stimulus spending concerning for a significant piece of the demographic of our uh, country? For sure. So while I appreciate that the stock market has thrived, I don't think that that uh, means that uh, it's nothing but smooth sailing ahead. Um, not taking away from what has been accomplished over the twelve the last 12 months, but I think it's a lot of political rhetoric. Yeah, and I think, you know, you look from the very same government uh, comes the Bureau of Labor Statistics said that real average hourly earnings fell a half a percent. So I think that gets to what you're talking about. And so to help you guys understand these kinds of things, that's why we bring Josh on every Monday, and that's why it's a great idea for you to get together with him and his team at Aptus Wealth Management. 614-917-1040, aptuswealth.com, and listen to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show here on The Answer every Saturday at 4 p.m. 
So what do you tell people who come to you in, that are your clients about retiring this year, turning 65? Uh, what's, what's maybe a couple items on the checklist that they should look at or how you would help them shape the decision? Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's different. Um, but, you know, debt position is very important, uh, making sure that we're nimble so that we have the ability to weather storms, making sure that we're not overly aggressive in our allocation um, and based, basing our projections on unrealistic expectations. For example, I remember, you know, back in the late 90s when I first got into the business, uh, we were running these projections or companies were running projections at, you know, average anticipated rates of return of 11, 12 percent because we had just come off of, you know, 90, you know, the, the 90s, yeah. right, where we had the, the run of the dot-com, so everybody assumed that the good times would never end. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years after that, and we're after the dot-com bubble and et cetera, we started projecting at things like 6 or 7%, which was maybe even a little too conservative. Um, but as we move forward, I'm starting to see people saying, over the last five years, my funds have averaged 15%, so there's no reason to believe that I can't do my forward projections at 15%. As long as I keep that, then I'm going to be great. And I think part of my job is being a little bit more realistic by giving historical perspective as to whether or not that could be accurate. So my only concern moving forward is the impact of inflation coupled with overestimation of how well you're going to do with your money moving forward. Uh, you should be very thankful that you knocked the cover off the ball over the last few years. Uh, we were all given a gift. It was a heck of a run, but that does not mean that it's going to sustain forever. So don't overestimate. Make sure you have all your bases covered. Um, and then do a lot of planning, you know, what you think is going to happen with taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, there's a lot of boxes to check, and I know I'm not qualified to do it on my own, something that important. That's why I highly recommend Josh and the Aptus Retirement Team at aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And if you'd like to reach him by the phone, it is 614-917-1040. And as always, if you'd like more information, Saturdays at 4 p.m., the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show is a great place to get that, and Josh hosts that show here on The Answer. So, Josh, thanks for your time today. Great to talk with you. look forward to talking with you again next week. Good to be back. Happy New Year. So as I end the show today, uh, I want to do something I try not to overload you with, and that is uh, refer to um, Scripture as a guidebook for what's coming up about a week from now. Now, we didn't have the show yesterday, January the 3rd, but this coming Monday will be, if what I've scanned here online during the break is representative of the first school board meeting of the new year for school boards all across the state of Ohio. We spent a lot of time in the fall talking about school board elections, the necessity of electing good people with solid values to local school boards. Our record was not perfect. We didn't get everybody elected that we should have. But I'm encouraged by the fact that we got well over half the people that we supported elected to local school boards. So there's a tendency, once the election ends, to just say, all right, now we wait for the next one in a year or two. That is not how we're going to get done the things that need to get done in our local schools. And I would tell you that that's not how we're going to get done in our country, the things that need to get done in our country, turning us back to the values and the beliefs and the instruction 
that our kids need to understand that this is not a vile, disgusting country uh, founded with an oppressive mindset, that it's a country of opportunity. And yeah, it takes effort and it takes diligence and it takes an understanding of delayed gratification, investing in learning, and then seeing where that learning takes you. So I would encourage you, if you were invested in your local school board election in November, to stay invested and now show up at your local school board meetings in your areas and support those candidates you voted for. Support candidates like Diana Rigby in Dublin. Support the candidates that we supported in Hilliard, who got elected to the board there, two of them. At Jonathan Alder, Sonia Walker, and Erica Detweiler. On and on and on. You have to do this. Now, while I was off the last four days, uh, I read through the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a historical figure. If you don't believe that the Bible is God's truth, okay, I would love to help you see that that is an incorrect view. But whether you believe that or not, Nehemiah is a historical figure. He did rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He did serve as the cupbearer for Cyrus of Persia, who was the king at the time. And there are lessons in how Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem that I think all of our new school board members who are dedicated to doing things right rebuilding the walls, if you will, around our public schools, around the error of CRT, around the error of social-emotional learning, and all the other things, there are ways to do it that are personified in the book of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is a very plain-spoken book, and I just want to cover like two lessons in the book. Nehemiah was so focused on the task, and he had people working against it, and they tried to distract him with rumors, with innuendo, same is going to be true of you as a new school board member. There are going to be people who whisper things about you, shout things about you, and try to mislabel you. Nehemiah's answer to that was to say, I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. In other words, I'm busy here. I'm working. Don't bother me. And when his opponents continued to persist in lying about him and said, you know, we're going to tell King Cyrus that you're doing this so you can overthrow him. Well, Nehemiah said, nothing like what you are saying is happening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.